Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, Minson breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Minson from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Will it do, will it do, will it do? We're back, NSO, New Spurs order. Um, I'm here with the lads. Um, it is your boy Trebles, aka Don Antonio. Um, that's my new name for the time being. Uh, in Conte, we trust. I'm here with Tops. How you doing, bruv? Yeah, very good, bruv. Very good. Can't wait to get into this with the boys. Um, just been discharged from the hospital, so yeah, man, feeling positive today. Let's do it, man. That's good. That's good. Good to have you back and fit and healthy, hopefully, soon. Yeah, Scott Hall. How you doing, brother? Ah, been a busy week. Um, obviously, we've got some stuff to discuss. Uh, but I'm hoping for positive times with my good old Spurs. <laughs> that's good, that's good. And the hardest working man in showbiz, uh, Tobes, what are you saying, bub? I'm good, man. Knackered, but the show must go on. What are you saying? What's good? What up? Yeah, man. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. The show must go on. And in the light of that, guys, let's look at let's look ahead. Um, 
we know where we're at now. Conte's in. He's had two weeks to work with most of our squad because we're that bad that most of our squad didn't actually go. Away. <laughs> it's not duty. Um, which actually True. I think is a True. masterstroke by uh, Daniel Levy um, because he saw all the squads getting out, saw that 16 men were going to be back at Hotspur away, and he said, you know what, this is the time to give them an extra pre-season. So 3-5-2, three, 3-4-3 three, three is in the mix, and we've got a nice little run of games. Okay, now just a little aside to the international break. Um, Harry Kane started scoring some goals against some farmers. Um, we got all the way to the last day of the international break, and then all of a sudden, in true Spurs fashion, injuries. So, without Romero, I think Skip and Hoiberg might be carrying something. Um, but let's go and just look ahead. So, we've got Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich in the league. Um, we've got the ties against Moura and the Rennes. FC Rennes in there. Obviously, the big one on the 22nd, um, the quarterfinal, and the Calibre Cup against West Ham. A few of these games are at home. Um, it's a chance to really pick up some points. Uh, but then over the busy Christmas period, we've got Leicester, we've got Liverpool. Um, I think they're you know, with like three days apart. So they could be cr- tricky games. What do we think is a realistic expectation? Let's say from the next five league game. So I'm going to say that's Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton. 15 points on offer. Tobes, what do you reckon? Um, so the last game would, the last Premier League game would be Leicester, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think so. If it's 5-5 league game, so yeah, Leeds, I know you're, yeah, no, sorry, Brighton, sorry. Yeah, Brighton, um, yeah. Brighton, yeah. Um, I'm expecting, I'm not going to lie to you, at least for um, the four, the four out of five, I'm, I'm expecting maximum points. I'm sorry, mm. like as, as bad as bad as we are, like I'm sorry, like that run of fixtures, you couldn't have a kind of a kind of a kind of run heading into into probably the busiest period of the season, like Norwich at home. I know Brentford are, are, are have flexed their muscles a little bit, but you're the we're the home side there. With the home side, we've not got. We'll talk on injuries, but they're newly promoted side. We should be targeting three points there. Burnley away, we beat them in the cup. Mm. We beat them in the cup and kept a clean sheet there. Burnley are no, are not the force that they used to be at their ground. And then Leeds. I mean, if you can't flog or get a result against Leeds this season, the way they've played, how many goals they shipped in? How many goals they shipped in? How many matches they've won? I think they've only won once this season. I think. Wow. And that was against that was against Norwich. They, uh, I'm sorry, like there's there's no excuses. There's no excuses whatsoever. Leeds are fifteenth. Sorry, they've won they've won two matches. They've drawn five and they've lost four. They've conceded eighteen goals, two goals more than we have. Like I'm sorry, um, we need to be picking up at least at least twelve from a possible fifteen. We have to. We have to. We know what the situation is now. We know what the challenge is now. Um, we've got an Antonio Conte. Um, if you want to try and get a top four finish, oh, sorry, not top four, top six finish, you have to be winning these games. You just have to be. There's no excuses. Even at our worst, I'm I'm looking at these fixtures and thinking, nah, like Spurs, you got to win this one. You have to. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. We should be looking at winning this run of games. I think the, the the thing is we match up quite nicely tactically against all these teams. 
um, leads with their man-to-man pressure. Um, 3-5-2, should be able to work around that very nicely. And like I said, most of our guys have been at Hotspur way, um, getting the full Conte experience. So they should be well-drilled um, by now in some of those patterns. Yao, what do you reckon? What's your prediction? Do you see any... What, what's the what's the slip-up for you? Um, is the slip-up just coming off the bus? Or do you see a team there you know, able to, to take us apart? I think the biggest slip-up is going to be Brentford. Um, I guess anybody losing or finding it difficult to get around Brentford is going to be considered a slip-up because they've just come up from the Championship. Another slip up is possibly Brighton. We have a weird record against them. Yeah, so I beat them. Notice how I left them out, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> fair deuce. Um, but I'm with I'm with the honourable gentleman over there, Goldberg. I'm expecting maximum points. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. After, after the past few weeks we've had, where these two individuals have clashed both publicly and privately. Can we have it on record? Yeah, wow, I can't believe it. Yao, <laughs> me and Yao singing from the same hymn sheet. Wow. <laughs> no, what's going on? What, too much Supermark. Too, someone hey, someone man, snatched that Supermark hey, away from Yao. <laughs> Somebody man. snatched that Supermark away from Yao right now. My thing is this, yeah. Everything Dove said was absolutely spot on. Like, I don't... Bruv, if we're losing to these teams, yeah, it just means that things are far worse than what we believe them to be. And we already think that it's in the bin. So oh, if it's lower than the bin, uh, it's long for us. But yeah, it shouldn't be no no more. It should be maximum points. I, I don't see it like, I mean, what? Leeds, at, at worst, a draw. At worst. And I'll accept that because they're just gung-ho and wild with it. Yeah. But a defeat anywhere else, especially coming off the back of getting a new manager and you're trying to impress to get yeah. into the team. Nah, I'm not having that. We haven't even had a, an actual new manager bounce. We faced a freaking Vitesse, who doesn't really count because we just knew what that was going to be about. It was going to be most of the first team anyway. And we drew against Everton, which, to be honest with you, our trips to Everton haven't been great. So for me, I'm with I'm with Tom's on this. It should be maximum points and maximum points, period. Mm. Tops, do you make it a perfect hat-trick? Is, is, is this all three of uh, all three of my my honourable guests coming? I do. Saying, oh, this is it. I, I do, man. I do. I think about the teams that will be playing, uh, the oppositions. Like like Yara said, we've not even had this new manager bounce, and I feel like I've seen enough from Conte so far to be able to get us into our sort of playing form as we move towards the Christmas period. I think it's so important for us as well as a football club. When I think about it. Last season, we had a very similar situation whereby, weirdly, we were in a we were in a good position coming into that Christmas period. We were top under Jose. We were playing well. You know, we had very big games coming up. And I remember saying at the time, 16th of December, we have a key game against Liverpool. That will really tell us where we are at as, as a club. Looking at the game, the game was tight. Don't think Spurs deserve to lose that. End up losing. And we followed that with a Leicester loss. And our season suddenly started going to free fall. Strangely, again, I'm looking at the fixture list this season on the 16th of December this year again. After those, after these five games, which which I think we should win, you know, we've got a big game against Leicester, against Leicester or Brighton on the 16th. 
Mm. It's Leicester away. Leicester, yeah, that's away. And that's and that's a game that I think again, weirdly, is before Liverpool, which I think again, if we can get ourselves maximum points, pull ourselves up the table as much as possible, get playing the way Conte does, going into that Christmas period, it could be a positive one for us. But obviously, we need to make sure that we go into it with hopefully having got maximum points against teams who. You know, if we're being honest with you, lads, like they're inferior to us. They're inferior. You know, they don't have better teams than us. They don't play better football than us. Um, you know, I feel we we have we should have enough quality with with Conte now having spent time with the players in the, in the, in this off period to build a good amount of steam. Because I remember as well, even Conte when his time with Chelsea started to look a bit funny and he turned it around. It was over the Christmas period that he was able to then build steam and then allow his team to to push on. To, to win the league in the end, you know? Yeah, I, I think in in, in our league, <clears throat> it's, it's managers that make these moments uh, stand out over the Christmas period. You know, you've got to be able to um, adapt your team. I think the system um, above anything else, even if your players are leggy, they're a bit tired, but the system wins over, over the Brentfords, over the, the Brightons, um, that kind of thing. It may be lucky. I don't care how we do it. I'll take five one nils. Um but yeah, we should be looking at twelve to fifteen points um, from from the, this run of games. Um, do does anyone does anyone think that the the ECL, the fact that we okay, we're we're qualifying, but we haven't quite got it in the back. What do we do? Do you play? Um, do you do you do the Nuno thing? Do you just swap everyone out, or do you still play the best team? Because I know what play I was saying in the group chat. Okay, play the best. We got so, you saying. We got. I think we are where we are now, and I don't. I don't think Nuno is entirely wrong um, in giving some players um, some game time and rotating the team. But I feel like we didn't get the result that we needed, and now for whatever reason, we're, we we've left ourselves on the back foot. I remember he rested. He rested so many players before that West Ham game, and I, I was like, you know what? Fair play. Fair play, because you're keeping these players fresh for Sunday. And then we just go and see that shit heap of performance against West Ham. And you're like, what was the point? And now not only have we lost to West Ham, we lost to a fucking team in Vitesse that we shouldn't really be losing to. Um, And now we have to finish top of this group. Like, I'm sorry. It is what it is. We have to finish top of this group. I do not want to see Spurs playing yet another fucking playoff competition in a third tier um, in a third-tier um, European comp. Like, if we don't finish second, we will have to play a playoff game, which is ridiculous, if you ask me. Did you not... Does oh, everyone, so, does everyone oh, know oh, that? So give, us, give us the scoop on that. So what, if, so, we, if we finish second, we go through, but... No, so if so, so basically, they changed the tiering of, of, of competitions this year. So um, that's why it, with Europa League, whereas we had to play qualifiers, qualifiers last year, there were no qualifiers this year. West Ham just went straight into the group stage. So the way it works is the third place team in the Champions League will play a playoff against the second place team in the Europa League. And... Um, the winner of that goes straight into the into the knockout competitions of the Europa. The second place team, the third place team in the Europa League, yeah, will play a playoff game against the second place team in the European Conference League, yeah? And the winner of that then goes through to the knockout stages. So you understand why 
I do not want another fucking fixture <laughs> in this goddamn competition. The yes. fact that we are we we we're having to say we have to win our next two games. We should have had comp- um, qualifications sewn up by now, and that's not Nuno. That's not entirely down to Nuno. That's down to the fact that our squad is is jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I just want to say we knew our squad was jazz from from the jump. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you change eleven men and don't have any of your first team on the bench, and you're literally relying on the ghost of of whoever now John to save you if, if things get sticky. That's on you, brother. That's on you, you know. And I and I said this before that West Ham, the whole rotation thing. Dave was on Nuno's neck. Right? That is on him, okay? All right, he's out of here. Let me just calm down. Tops. <laughs> right, Tops. Do you see this as a potential? Is that is this the banana skin? Not the league games. It's the ECL. Is that the banana no, skin? You, no, because I feel like the ECL, again, you know, we maybe haven't taken it as... as as a priority as as we maybe should have these are games against oppositions who are again i hate to say it but inferior these are not teams that are better than us on their day they might want to turn up and, and try and give us a game but let's be honest i mean we're gonna beat mura we're gonna beat Rens. like we just need to get ourselves into the next round to to prevent any sort of complications when trying to win this tournament any sort of complications in terms of adding any more fixtures than we need to like it doesn't need to be this way I feel like these are just going to be two games that will just get out of the way. One job done, the other job done. Simple. Okay, so our current position, we are three points behind Rent, um, who we've still got to play, haven't we? Um, they've, they've obviously got to play in Vitesse and then us. So they're, they're, they're three points ahead of us, but our goal difference is better. So assuming we pump Moura, which we probably will, mm-hmm. um, our goal difference should therefore be quite favourable heading into that final game. Which means a team that I've seen crumble under um, pressure against who was it that we played? Colchester in the League Cup three years ago. Um, that team is going to have to go uh, and play against Rennes. It'll be a home game, so that's that's in our favour. And ensure a win. A point won't be good enough. Yao, do you see them being able to do that in the middle of this Christmas period? I can't believe I'm about to say this here, but I think Conte plays a relatively strong team against Mora. Um, I think Definitely. the job will be done by about 60 minutes and he will take some guys off for some fresher legs. I think against Rennes at home, we beat them and actually finished top of the league, um, top of the table. So I think we could win both games. I don't see it being impossible to win both games. Rennes will probably be a bit of a sticky one because they're a yes. young youthful squad, uh, so they've got some legs in that team and they're not fearful of us, you know, considering how we played against them in France. But essentially, you have to come to White Hart Lane, innit? So they have to come over to our ground and do the job and I think they may, that's where they will slip up. Um, what is frightening is hearing that the, what am I correcting what Toby said, that the third place team in the Europa <laughs> has to have a playoff game with the second place team in the conference league to make it to the knockout round. Yeah. Of the conference league. It's the truth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Listen, yeah, <laughs> there are some teams. <laughs> oh my it's God. Truth, bro. It's absolutely horrible, bro. man. There are some teams, yeah, in that Europa League that 
listen, now that I know that, I have to watch the Europa League because there are some teams in there that I pray to God don't finish third. <laughs> they drop into our competition. We're going to suffer, yeah? So, yeah, now nah, I hope... I hope everyone that finishes second in the Conference League, hear me out. I hope that you um, beat whoever you face in the playoffs and, you know, keep the Conference League with you minnows as it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Keep, 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 keep it easy trophy, please. Keep it Conference. <laughs> My days, bro. Because hearing this, bro, this is bad, man. I didn't bad, know this. Bad. I didn't know this because, what? I think a lot of people, when they were seeing the draw, were saying... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, maybe for Batman, but they were saying Roma Spurs final. Yeah. And Roma lost one of their games, right? They lost, two. They, they lost two. Oh, fantastic. You know, no offense to Jose, you know, former former manager of our, our squad. I don't consider the guy Beloved. that came after him to, to be relative. Why are you? I love to Yao. Jose. You seem to shift quickly, did yeah. didn't you, mate? Obi. Hey. You've been shifty there, pal. You're right. Me, me, me and Jose, we go way back. Is that you know, I discuss tactics with him. <laughs> we understand things. You know what I'm saying? It's all cool. You know, Jose knows. I told him to drop Dyer. He didn't listen. Dyer was the reason he got sacked, didn't it? But that's for another day, another story. I can't really release that right now because the Sun papers were listening, you hear me? But now, like, if Roma don't finish second in their group, let's say they just go out. Let's say it's one of those competitions where they like, they don't care, boom. Me, personally, I'm like, run all the way to that trophy, bruv. Like, we need some sort of silver, yeah? And it's regardless of what anybody says, if we win... For argument's sake, the conference league, yeah. I might not like it's the conference league, blah blah. I'll be like, bruv, I don't care, bruv. I'm going to that trophy ceremony. You man can do whatever you want, yeah. I'm going to see armpits. <laughs> yeah, that's what oh. I'm going for. Yeah, because big man, we need something. We like, need to let people know that it doesn't matter what cup it is, small cup, big cup, a cup that was made in your house, we're there to win it. Yeah. If we don't get no silver. It, yeah, I want. No. I want to. I want to jump on. I want to jump on that quickly. I know it wasn't in our agenda, but um, thanks, Jesse. Uh, so, um, just want to just want to bring it to you, tops. We we kind of briefly touched on this in the group chat earlier. Okay, um, Carabao Cup or the ECL? What should be the most important focus right now? Because we've got the West Ham game coming up on the twenty second of December. Nice little mm. question. For us, um, just before you answer, tops, uh, just a quick shout out. Um, the NSO will be live and direct, pretty much, um, in the building on the twenty second of December. We're all looking to reach that game. Come see us. Come throw an egg at Yao's face, whatever. Um, 
Maybe one of these. That's a good question. That's a good question. That's a good question. Do you know what? I was looking at the ECL the other day. Man, that's winnable. We should be going all head steam for that, man. Like I'm looking at some of the teams in that tournament. Someone was saying to me, Lask, Feyenoord, Ghent, like oh, Bodo Glimt, AZ Alkmaar, Feyenoord. No, I'm thinking this is crazy. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be honestly just swiping it up quickly. And the thing is, though, we've actually got into a, a Carling Cup final before and we've played mm. decent opposition to get there. So, to be honest with you, I think the Europa Conference League should be a, I wouldn't say a guarantee, but it should be something that we should be looking to just quickly take up and then we can focus our attentions on the, the Carling Cup game. Like, to be honest with you, Carling Cup game as well. It's a cup game and it's against West Ham and it's at home and it's going to be it's going to be packed out that night. So there's no reason again why, why, why we can't get a result in that game. And the minute we get a result in that game, we're in the final four. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think if there's going to be a banana pill during this run, um, Yao's mentioned, uh, uh, you, yourself and Yao have mentioned like the likes of Leeds, maybe, but I'm looking at Leicester away. I'm looking at Brighton away. Away, yeah. Dare I say, I'm even looking at Brentford to, to frustrate us to a certain extent, maybe if we underestimate. But then beyond that, I'm looking at Liverpool at home. I'm looking at West Ham at home. Like these are tough fixtures, Yeah. And these these fixtures, more often than not, if you're a betting man, based on how we've been this season, you're betting on Spurs to lose a majority of these games. So the West Ham game, in all honesty, I, I'm puffing up my chest and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to win Conte. But honestly, I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know. And just to give you just to give you like, um, um, a, a damning stat on this game, I know it because I was literally there. Um, the last two times we have faced West Ham in the League Cup at home, we have lost. Yeah, 3-2. We lost, we lost at Wembley 3-2. Yeah, Declan Rice had a monster class of a performance that day at centre-back. Mm -hmm. And then the game before that was um, a couple of days after AVB got sacked. Tim Sherwood was in the dugout and we lost that game 2-1. So, yeah, if I'm going off previous form, it does not work in our favour. But, like Top said... You're literally two games away from a final and you're at home and there's going to be a bigger crowd and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll have some, we'll have like some of our key players back, i.e. Romero, who we'll probably talk about in a second. Um, yeah. So really and truly, I think at this point in time, we just have to say, fuck it, like go for it all, man. Like go for it all. If, if if I'd rather try and fail because we're knackered or whatever, having having known that we've actually busted our gut, than not try at all. Like at this point, we we are where we are, and it's not one of them ones where we can say, "Oh, play the play bums against this team, play this against that team." Like we actually have to to play a reasonably good side to to, to beat some of these sides. Um, I, I, Yao mentioned. Um, the Europa League with Mora, like we should, we should adopt, we should adopt tactics like that in league matches as well. I have got no qualms playing the strong sides, but in games where we are seemingly in control, then um, take some players off, or better yet, try and go to kill games early. Try and go to kill games early because we, what's going to kill us is when we're 
when we're giving teams an, an, an opportunity to get at us in the final stages. And of course, then Conte will be reluctant to take off some of our big, big hitters. Ultimately, this all boils down to our, our squad just being big for nothing and not good enough. Because how can we have such a big squad and we were basically say we can only rely on maybe eight players at a push? It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah that's that's my fear. That's my fear. You know, it's all well and good saying, yeah, kill off a team um, by, by 65 minutes and take players off and rest them. But the reality is the people that we bring on are the people that will probably let another team back in. Uh, and a 3 and a nil becomes a 3-3. Free free. You know, we saw that in West Ham last year. Um, I don't think we have a squad that can kill off a game and then hold the, the dead prey as dead, <clears throat> you know. Um, this is a team that very much favours um, letting teams resurrect themselves during a game. Um, and we've seen that time and time again, unfortunately, over the past few years. Um, so we've got, we've got this run... Um, Tops, uh, Tobes, sorry, you mentioned about Romero and injuries. Part of the reason why I want to get the Cabo Cup done in, in March is because I don't trust us with our injuries. We tend to get injuries around the key points. I'm not looking at May and the ECL final. Yeah, can we get all the way there? We may not have a team. We may not have Kane, his ankles. We all know about that story. It happens every year. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm thinking the sooner we can get some sort of silverware, in, in the bag, we should do it. That's why, for me, Calvary Cup is the most important. So, at the moment. Um, Tops, are you are you fearing the injury bug? It seems like every time our players go anywhere, with the, you know, 100 miles away from um, White Hart Lane, they start to break down. There's an injury. There's a thigh injury. There's a, there's a twisted ankle. What's going on? I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like it's a little, we are just a little bit unlucky. Um, I mean, on this specific one, um, it does look like we have lost Romero, who looks like he's got a hamstring injury in yesterday's nil-nil against Brazil. Um, I know for a fact that Hoybier didn't feature at all, even on the bench for Denmark uh, midweek. So I'm wondering whether he's going to be available. And obviously we're going to be going into the Leeds game with a suspension for a skip as well. So that's potentially three players who have all been key integral parts to uh, Conte's start at, at Spurs that won't, won't be playing on the weekend. I mean, it's very difficult with these internationals. I'm so happy that the international internationals will now not be seen for another good four months because it means that at least we've got the players for a significant amount of time. But I just feel like as well, you know, as Tobes also said, you know, we've got a good enough in squad. Um, lots of just piss poor players. Do nothing, not been able to be able to perform at the level that's required. And the ones that do come in, we know we can't trust them. So we're just hoping, you know, thinking of the different lotteries that we could maybe think about where we put in a different player in a different position and hope that he can maybe do a job or not make a mistake. But this weekend, you know, we're now looking at, instead of having Romero, who performed adequately in the first two games on the Conte, we're now looking, are we going to try Tanganga? Are we going to try Romero? I mean, are we going to try uh, Rodon? Are we going to try... Uh, Sanchez, you know, you're really at a loss at, at this point. Um, so it's yeah. just, it's a bit unfortunate, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to get you um, publicly on the record about this. Um, who, who are you picking to replace these injury these injuries? Okay, I know you kind of danced around it in the group chat earlier. Um, <clears throat> so Romero's out, um, Skip is out, Hoiberg looks like he might be out. That's three players, that's the spine of your team. Who do you get to replace them? And no, Jesus, Moses and Elijah aren't available. 
So, uh, <laughs> someone else, please. Oh, man. Um, so you got Skip. Hoybio potentially out, Romero out. So looking at what's available um, and who's done what, I think it will probably be best to go with Tanganga. Um, I mean, some people will probably argue that Sanchez is the more senior player, but he's far more unreliable than Tanganga. I mean, Tanganga is not a, a far better defender than him, but I guess he will listen more to instruction, which is what you need in this time of madness. It's definitely going to be diabolical at the back, whether anyone likes it or not. Um, unfortunately, he's there. He's here to stay and he's here to terrorise us for the rest of our lives. And um, surprisingly, is possibly also going to be uh, Davis, who's another one that should really be doing prison time for playing or impersonating the role of a football player. But that's for another day um, and another time. So that's probably your back three in the Conte system. I've got a very, very, very scary feeling that we're going to see Winks and Dombele and Lo Celso in the middle, if if what is being said that Hoiberg and Skip are out, then I've, I've got a, a massive fear within my heart Yeah, that that midfield three of the five is going to be Lo Celso, Winks and Undombele. And that, my friend, does not mix well. It's like Marmite and strawberry jam on toast. That is madness. That's what I think is going to happen. Totes, you're muted. When you look at who we've got left beyond that, though, we've literally got those three you mentioned plus Dele. Like, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Before you go, can we just talk about this little bromance now? Tobes is giving an alley oop to Yao. Yao's my guy, man. Yao's my guy. The first the first time I remember, the first time Yao joined um back when it was T TLH, yeah. I spent an hour on the phone this with Yao meant speaking about Spurs and why Jose wasn't the answer. And Yao was speaking about why Spurs are shit, but Jose is 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 basically being left hung out to dry. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, it's all good. It's, it's all true. good. It's cool. Okay, so so Tobes, you made a good point. Yeah, like it's not much left. Yeah, and, and but the thing is Yao's right, like there's not much left, but it is it doesn't make it any less any less easier to stomach. It is scary. You've got in Winks a midfielder who who literally offers us nothing um, when he plays most games. You've got Lacelso who offers us absolutely fuck all when he plays, and then you've got in Dom who actually needs stability behind him and is a maverick on his best day and an enigma and an, and an enigma on his worst day. So. Like it's a midfield that just does not combine at all, man. It's like watching. It's like watching someone. Imagine Spurs were a human being. It's like watching someone give Spurs a wedgie. Like it's uncomfortable <laughs> to watch because you just know it is painful and it's not going to end well. It's terrible, bro. We're literally shooting ourselves in the foot here with that horrible midfield free, but we've got no other option. And don't 
nobody who's listened to this better say Ali, play Ali. No, keep him out of this team at all costs. No, I don't want to see him in the team. No, 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 no. I'll even say it in, in Portuguese now. For the Portuguese, because we know Emerson Royale um, has been having issues with the language barrier. <laughs> if he's listening, if he's listening to our podcast, I hope he is. Um, that one was for you, Emerson. How you doing, Baba? Um, Tops, are you in agreement again? It's just another perfect hat trick. Is are these options so bad that we just have to go with it? Are you looking? Um, Wink, all squad, all squad planning, bro. That's all we're left with, man. That's all we're left <laughs> with. Like at the end of the day, you're looking at what they're saying, the no sources, the working on conditioning. I'm just hoping that anyone that performs against Leeds is going to have a point to prove and they're going to be performing um, at an adequate level because at, at this point, man, like what's left? There's literally nothing left. Uh, Le has been mid. Ali hasn't even got a look, he hasn't got a look in. Winks has got, you know, horrible minutes. And Dom has basically barely, barely played. Like, so... Tops, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to... Um reassess the Lacelso thing. Mid actually implies that he's been average. I'm gonna need you to give him I'm gonna need you to give him a lower rating, my guy. Listen, <laughs> listen, give him a lower rating. Is mid is mid is even doing him you uh, uh, even you're even doing him a favor by saying he's been mid. No, he's horrible. He's I, I just I just I just don't see a player there anymore. I don't, don't I don't see a player there. I don't see a player there anymore. And to be honest with you, uh you are right. You are right, Jay Spurs. You know the profile of players that we have especially in that midfield, doesn't really work, you know. But to be honest with you, what else do we have? What else do we have, you know? Like, um, at this point, I actually feel like our attackers are ones that are going to take a hit, really, because with that with that sort of functioning, sort of tight midfield, and then the way he likes to play the 3-4-3, three, 3-5-2, four, three, three, it's like the people like Mora, Bergwin, these guys are not going to see pitch. They're, laid, they're just not going to, they're just not going to play. But that's that's for another, that's for another day, I mean. But I mean, at this point, nah. so so Ooh, are sorry, we saying the Celso is now at Maguire level? <laughs> <laughs> you're very cheeky, man. You know what you're doing, man. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking. I think it's a fair question. <laughs> as a as a signing, he's been worse than Maguire. He has been. He's given but, us. He gave us three good months in his first season. In, in which coincided with one of our worst runs under Jose, and then since then he's been awful. Like he's actually been awful. What What do we think of this? I don't know. I don't know if he's out injured or not. But if obviously these injuries take hold for a long while, um, do we see a midfield of Winks and Dombele as your two, and the one in front, Brian Heed? Do we see that working? Or do we prefer him yeah. out wide? It won't work because in Dom in a two-man midfield, we've seen it. I love the guy, but we've seen him in a two-man midfield in this league. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, he needs to be in a free. I think he needs to be the one with the creative freedom in possession. Um, and Winks, he doesn't offer us any defensive protection, nor does he offer us any punch in possession. He's just a body right now, like... He's just a body. He does, mm. Until until he gives us a glimpse of what he was doing when things were going well for him at Spurs, I can't give this guy any 
I can't I can't hang my hat on this guy. Like I, I don't feel secure when um I see these guys in our midfield together. It just doesn't work. Yeah. I, I think now smirking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm coming to you. I just want to bring some. <laughs> I want to bring a coaching perspective, but I know Yao's bursting to say that. Um, what helps us, like I said earlier, is the fact that um, Leeds do play this really strange man-to-man marking. Um, the likes of Indomale and Lacelso, funny enough, can get around that. Um, Lacelso won't give you much more than that. Indomale can give you much more than that. We know, um, so that may play in our favour. And like was said earlier, I think Jay Spurs. Um, mentioned about <clears throat> having Son players like Son who can get in behind more. We you know he, he likes to, well, actually, no, don't really get in behind, he goes central, doesn't he? Um, but you know, if we can get those players playing, you know, positive football, and I think Conte's system hopefully will do that, um, that should give us a hope of not just a hope, but more than that, of getting a good result and sewing up the game a bit earlier. But yeah, you had a you had your famous smirk, um. On, on on your face. What what went through your mind? I, th- I think that a lot of people, when they hear me get onto, I'll say certain players, yeah, they think I'm just being harsh. I'm here to tell you guys, it's my genuine opinion. Like, this ain't for the cameras. This is what I generally think. Winks, to say Winks even is just a body is, is being nice. That guy is a pawn. He's he's an absolute pawn, and not even on the chess piece. He's that guy that, when you don't know how to play chess, you just move him forward, move him forward again, and wait for him to just die. Yeah, he's no good to us. Now I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, but maybe under Conte he can reinvigorate himself, big man. I said it before on previous posts. There's no time for sentimental things at this club. The autumn sentimental value times. They're done. They're finished. Winks will do what Winks does. And that's not produce. That's what he's best at. Yeah. Another guy that's in the same bag of not producing. He's still yet to apologize to his dad as of 18th of November 2021. These men, we can't trust upon them. Yes, we may be in a position where we have no choice but to play them. And I do like the shout of playing. Um, Brian Hill in the 10. I do like the show, but Hill is a youngster who's just come to a new league in a new country. Playing him in a 10, I mean, it could work over time, but for now, I'd rather we just gradually work him into the squad and, and, you know, build his confidence that way. I don't want the kid to get knocked of confidence in any way, shape or form. And in order for us to do that, we would have to play the right kind of personnel behind him. And yeah, sadly, Ndombele, as much as everyone likes him, to can't be trusted. Yeah, that's why I'm if if Conte was like Ndombele, you're gonna play in a free role, and these two players, whoever they are, are there to protect the ball when it breaks down, but give the ball to you when we do get possession, I could live with that because in his unreliability, he could create magic. But once you put responsibility upon him, uh, we could be in big trouble. Um, and, well, we're going to find out what Conte decides this weekend because um, a midfield free of Winks, Ndombele, Lacelso, or potentially the kid that doesn't want to apologise to his father is frightening. 
absolutely frightening. Tops. <clears throat> yeah. I want to go to a different part of the team. Um, yeah. The the wingbacks. Yeah. Um, Emerson Royale, uh, Regrion. Um, number two had a good game. Everyone's talking about his game against Portugal the other day. Um, yeah. It was, you know... I saw some real comments I wanted to jump on about how he pocketed Ronaldo. <laughs> Lord, Jesus, help me. Please, come on. Guys, let's be serious. Um, but these type of players are, are you know, they, they're limited. Um, but can they thrive? Can you, do you see, actually, I don't want to say regular limited, but do you see them thriving over the, in, the, in the next five games? Can they really get stuck into this system which utilises them so well? I think that I think they will be able to. The one good thing I think that we're, we're that we're lucky with is that first of all we have two fullbacks in Regulon and Emerson that are extremely athletic, so they're going to get up and down the pitch a lot. They're going to put in a lot of a lot of mileage, and the good thing about the position that we're playing is that they're going to get a lot of ball. By them getting a lot of ball, they're effectively going to be able to get a lot of reps, and by them getting a lot, a lot of reps, they're going to be easier and quickly able to adapt to how Conte wants them to play. We've already seen. I mean, like, you know, I was very underwhelmed by Emerson at the beginning of the season in his positioning, in the in the role that we played him. And honestly, in two, three games I've seen him play under Conte in this new advanced sort of right wing back role, he was a completely different player. And that's only two games in. We already know the ability of Regulon or the supposed ability of Regulon, his ability to get up the pitch, to, uh, to, to support attacks, his ability to cross... He's very, he's very good, you know, with his final passes as well from time to time. So, I mean, these are sort of things that I'm thinking, okay, I think about the way Conte plays. He is very, very happy to allow a lot of his attacking outlets to come through the fullbacks. When he had players like Hakimi, used Ashley Young, Victor Moses to to his to his positive, in a, in a positive sort of way and sort of reinvented these players. So, to be honest with you, I'm kind of happy with how it looks at the moment. I think for them... They should be playing in a way where they're as high up the pitch as possible and they're getting the ball as many touches as possible because at least then they're causing the problem they're causing problems for the defenders and then they're pulling them away from some of the attackers who might who might already be starting narrow, but it allows us to create options in the middle. And we have to remember as well, what, what do we want to do? We, we want to create an environment where we get the forwards as close to the goals as possible so we can create as many as, as many chances as possible. And if we look at the Everton game, our two biggest chances just happen to come through Emerson and Regulon, both at the back post, both meeting the balls that were coming from opposite from opposite wings because they were being told to push us up far as far as far up the pitch as they could, and then to also to final to meet any final balls that would come to them as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very astute what you just said there. Um, <clears throat> hold, 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 hold on, hold on, Jay Spurs. Oh, <laughs> Well, for those that are listening to this audio, we were we were about to wrap up, but James Spurs has just said, um, I might get cooked for this, but Wink stylistically is not that different from Jorginho. Stop it. Hey, Jay. Can we please? Even touch even touch like me is having to step in and say oh, crazy. Jay, no, hey, no, Jay, crazy, listen, bro. Listen, Jay. And I don't even rate Jorginho highly. Wow, wow. Jay. Um you're the first participant of this. Uh, unfortunately for you, I've had Come to bring this to the ground, but you're the first participant of this. This this ain't even this ain't even come on down. Yeah. 
Big man, Jay, you are the first initiated person to go face the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this kind of attitude cannot take you far in life. Yeah. It's nonsense. Jay, go face the wall. We'll talk to you in 10 minutes. <laughs> why? Why would you? Why? 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 Wow. That was a, a comment all out of nowhere, boy. Yeah. Anyway, we know we know what Winks is. We know what Winks is. Winks dreams of being like Jordania. Um, and then Winks out. Hey Spurs, we love the fact that you do support us every week. So um keep keep tuning in and please bring us the odd hot take so we can all have a bit of a laugh. Um what I want to do, guys, um, we're not gonna keep everyone too long. Um it's it's been 45 minutes already. Um that's enough time for our for our club to not have a shot on target as usual. Um but I want to go around and get some score predictions. And just in case anyone's listening and thinks they've been shortchanged in terms of the length of this pod, I want to remind you we also have some Patreon um, content going up. So if you really want to dig into the real will, make sure you follow us on Twitter, get those details for Patreon um, and sign up and listen in on some more content. We have one, um, we, have, we already have a piece going up, um, myself and another coach, and uh, just uh, going into Conte system. Um, so make sure you check that out. Make sure you follow everyone, get everyone's details um, and stay locked in. So I'm going to go around the uh, triumvirate, the, the, the trio that I have here and get some score predictions for the Leeds game. We all um, have said that we want 15 points from the next five. Um, so therefore I'm expecting wins from everyone. But what do we see the score being? Tops. Um, I think after international break, although we'll, we'll be buoyed by the training, it's still going to be, you know, uh, trying to get ourselves playing and sort of getting ourselves into sort of rhythm. I'm saying Spurs win 2-1. Uh, low scoring, but win 2-1. Okay. Okay. Topes, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm with Topes. Um, I don't see us scoring lots. I don't think we are at that stage where we can be playing a bit more fluid, but I think Conte is trying to get that into us. I think it's a combination of players being um, still still stunted by the previous tactics that they had to deploy and some players just not being good enough to play um, the way he wants him to play. But yeah, I think it's going to end 2-1. Um, I'm hoping Harry Kane gets back in the goals and I think Son will get back in the goals as well. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go for 2-0. I don't think we're going to concede. I don't think we're going to concede. I know it's a, it's a crazy take, but I don't think we're going to concede to Leeds. I think we'll keep a clean sheet. Ooh. Oh, clean sheet. Um, yeah. Scott Hall. Um, boy, I'm in the same bracket as uh, <clears throat> on this. I think it's a 2-1. I actually think we're going to concede first. Um and kind of like spring into action and get a lucky equaliser. Um, the Mook can possibly get on the score sheet. His name will remain Mook until otherwise. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's Harold. Harry Kane, NBA. Uh, not NBA in my house. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think he could get on the score sheet. Um, and I'm actually going to say that I think. I think there's going to be a surprise goal scorer in this game. Yeah. Um, I think it could be, I'm going to go with, and this is going to be a shock and everyone's going to laugh if it doesn't happen. 
I'm going to go with Emerson. I think it's one of the fullbacks, and I think it's going to be the least likely fullback to possibly get a goal or have an actual goal scoring opportunity in this game. Um, because I don't think it's a bad shout. I don't think it's a bad shout at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the fullbacks are the ones who stand to gain the most from a manager like Conte because yeah. they they've been unreliable to say the least. So hopefully Conte can can get them playing at um, a couple levels above what they've been playing at this calendar year or this season, shall I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going for three one. I think Harry Kane scores. Um, I think we'll be two 0 half time and then one one in the second half. Three one to wrap it up and take the points. Um, I do see Harry Kane scoring um, and I do think there is going to be an unlikely suspect, whether it's a fullback or a header from Eric Dyer, you know, he does like one a year. Um, something like that. And then, you know, we just, we take it all the way home to the bank and get this Christmas period started. Guys, this is it. We've got four months into the next international break. We have to make this count. Um, Conte is in. The Italian job is underway. We need to make sure that we wrap up these points as early and as easily as we can, stay injury-free and get on some sort of roll before we get into January where the FA Cup kicks in and we also have the North London Derby. So, it's been beautiful. Yao, it's been a pleasure. Tobes, it's been an absolute honour because we know you're off to go and do another show now. Um, guys, it's been the NSO. Make sure you follow us on all socials. Give us a hit. Tell your mum, tell your cousin, tell your uncle. We're all here. Thanks. We're live and direct every week. Um, lock it in. That's enough from us. Peace. Peace, brothers. Yes. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.